Karen. And I'm Lauren. And this is Downstage Left, a theater podcast where we talk a little, laugh a lot, and know nothing. Nice job, man. That was, like, pretty perfect, I'm going to be honest. It's so... I cannot... <laughs> like, I know we've talked about it. I cannot express of how hard it is to do. And it, I know it should, like, seem easy, but... And here's the thing. I am the one who, like, came up with that intro, whatever. You did. You but, like, it. it's too long. It what? really should just be like, hello... We're a podcast. Bye bye. <laughs> like it's so, it's so wordy, which is obviously indicative of me. I'm like wordy, but wordy. Uh, I don't know. Hello, Lauren. Uh, hi, Karen. How are you today? Uh, I am doing great. I recently have done some home improvement projects, and hey, they look excellent. Thank you. I finished that up. Um, the sure the temptation is to do like a couple more rooms, but surely I just need to stop. Because I'm, like, out of control. But I'm very happy with how everything turned out. <laughs> You're out of control. Okay. I love a project. Here's the thing. I have a show at the high school getting ready to start in, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to do some work on that. But, um, so once that starts, I will not need projects. But I am a little bored right now. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I also have to start my show at school. We just, I just talked to my kids about, like, the show that we picked, that I picked. I, we didn't pick it. Um, And, like what it is and it's for sure a murder mystery <laughs> and okay i've read the sample script because you know it's like one of those like for middle school sure. written for middle school and i don't know how it ends and so i was like describing oh. all these characters to the kids and i was like here are the, the roles available etc because it's like my class right and they were like so who who who's the murderer and i was like guys i don't know like the, the script sure, that's fun ended. so like we're gonna get to discover it like together i'm purposely not gonna read it until after I've cast it, because nice. I just think that's very oh, nice, maybe, nice. Maybe I will have to do that. <laughs> have a kid sure. that can like <laughs> where you're just like, oh no, <laughs> I'm not going to tell them. There you go. That's what it, I'll read it, and I won't tell them who it is. Until, yeah, they don't need to know until we do the read through, and they're like, oh no. Sure, that will be very That'll exciting. Be so fun for us. Um, I too am doing a murder mystery. I'm doing Clue. Yeah. So great. A classic, hilarious time. Other than um. I did the thing where, obviously, right now in schools, like, gun violence is, like, a very hot topic and, like, a sensitive topic that we're all, I think, if you work in a school, you are, like, aware of and want to be cautious and, like, respecting and, you know, all those things. Well, in our area, just last year, we had had a really bad tragedy. Correct. So, yeah. Uh, And so, I, I totally get it, but it's that thing where we agreed, like, administration and I agreed on Clue. And I was like, sure, there's some gun stuff in it, but, like, I can take it out. Not a big deal. And then I did the thing because, like, I remembered it in my mind. I was like, yeah, no big deal. Except for, like, the last ten pages are just a bunch of people holding guns. Oh, no. Because uh, it's like police come in and they're, like, yeah. freeze and things like that. So yeah. I have to revisit that and figure my life out. But um, hopefully it will still be fine. And, sure, maybe a different podcast It raises the question – what shows will be okay to do that are not sort of these hot button topics because it's getting harder and harder and harder. Yeah. They're reading through the script of the show that I picked. There are definitely some pieces of dialogue that I'm like, maybe you have to take out. Yeah. I think, I think we're just going to have to have a conversation about it with my kids and like yeah. address it. I mean, finding the dead body is like a whole new thing. Like he falls out of the freezer. Like, Oh, sure. it's a, it's a murder mystery that is set in a fast food restaurant. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's nice, nice, really nice. fun. But like the health inspector shows up and then becomes, like the detective oh. uh and like the dead body falls out of the freezer and so like we have to figure out like how how graphic can we be without being right. too graphic and like things like that. well that's so. a little bit clue is like so there are two versions there's like the regular stage play yeah. and then there is a high school version yeah and i don't like doing high school versions of things if i can help it just because i think there's 
a point and purpose to doing it as it was written. And I, I understand sort of the cleansing of it for a high school version. So I, but to that end, I think the right show lives in between there. Like, I yeah. think the high school versions clean it up too much. Possibly. But obviously the, like, original versions are where I was like, uh-oh. Sure, I forgot she's, like, a madam. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, yeah. Sure, I gotta... Yeah. Well, oh, she can't even say that. Sometimes the high school version doesn't clean it up as much for the kids as it does for the mm. audience. Yes. You so know? it's like, yeah. well, okay. So anyway, um, sure, lots of fun things coming up for us. Woo-hoo. Two people who work in a school. School um, people. Lauren's an actual teacher. I am, like... An adjacent teacher, help. adjacent. Sure, what Thank is, you I'm for like not staff. calling yourself a teacher. Oh I hell say. no! I get. I have such a weird chip on my shoulder about this. Like people that are not licensed, certified teachers. Yeah, no. Call themselves teachers. Oh I'm like, no, no. I'm no. sorry, you have not done the PD. Like just the, no. the nonsense that we have to go through as teachers. Like sure, if you like teaching people, that's great, and you're doing a really good job. But like. If, um, if you mark teacher as your profession, like, oh, tell me about no, no, all the no, dumb no. things you have to do. Like, what no, 504s no. are you familiar with? Like, get out of here. Uh, no, no, no. Ugh. In a way where I sometimes ask you teacher things where I'll be like, bud, I have a question. Like, as a teacher, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> because, like, I don't know. Uh, no, I would never. Here's the thing. If I was teaching, like, a photography class, I'd be like, sure, I'm the teacher of that class. But in terms of, like, within a school, yeah. no. I am wa- – because also, I'm not qualified for that. I I don't have the here's uh, the, the skill set for those things. Here's the term that I think is really great. Um, teaching artist. Sure. Because that's kind of what you are, right? Oh, I sure. I like to just be like, I'm staff. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it's like, uh, because here's the other thing. In a way where there are certain things that I think teachers get equipped with to, sure, probably in not in enough way and in a not acknowledged enough way, but like the psychological piece of that in terms of how you deal with students and how you help them. I don't have any of that training. I'm not a dummy, so I'm not like going in there swinging, but it's, it's a totally different thing. And the way that you interact and the amount of times you guys interact way different for me too. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, I, I'm their director. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In my master's program, we talk a lot about like, uh, I had like a whole class called about teaching artistry and yeah. it is like doing it's like what you do like yeah. guest spots or like yep. doing like running theaters and educational f- programs that are absolutely educational but like to me a teacher is not is just a different like I agree vocation so oh I definitely that's agree. where the chip on my shoulder comes from because I've talked to a lot of people that are like I'm a teacher and I'm like oh really where and they're like at this like theater camp okay sure to me that is that's you are... a valid job but don't call it it is really but then you're teacher. you're not like I don't know. I, you're inst- like an instructor. Almost. Like yeah. that's maybe the better word to me, for it. Teaching artist. It's yeah, a camp. There you go. I it's like a it. teaching artist. Sure. Uh, no, I am would never be a teacher. <laughs> Thanks. We <laughs> can get into that in some time other. But like, well, here's the thing. I don't think. Sure. Because the funny thing is people love to ask me like, oh, are you a teacher? And then you're like, no. Uh, and it's not. like that where you're like. Absolutely not. Sure, I do. Because here's the thing. No, I could never. Like, the temperament that teachers, at least the ones that I am friends with, have is, like, some kind of different level. And, like, I couldn't. I couldn't do it day in. I barely can do it in the confines of, like, a show where, like, by the time we get to the end of the show, I'm like, bye-bye, kids. See you. Please don't talk to me for, like, a month. Yeah. Uh, and that is just I'm only interacting with them in, like, in a way where they a little bit – sure, this is the difference where I am their director and I am casting them in – current and future things and so like there is a little bit of reverence to that that yes. i don't think always comes from i've been assigned to your class yes you a hole bye bye yep. so yeah no and yeah. it's like as a teacher like 
the best part of my job is hi welcome to our teaching podcast. i know we really have um, we've gone on a tangent we've, this is a tangent but the best part of my job is like the actual teaching part yeah. right like where i get to interact with kids and we like i do the thing i love the worst part of my job that i think is this is why i think i'm allowed to call myself a teacher and not other people are is because the minutia of it and the paperwork and the 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 navigating of a school environment with all of these moving parts is so difficult um, and I think that's where it comes to be, like, that's where the chip on my shoulder comes from. And I also, the, <laughs> the the certification program I went through was, like, very difficult. So, um, because there's so many hoops to jump through just to be certified. And then you have to renew that, like, a lot of times. So, be a teacher. Guys, there's a shortage. There's a shortage of teachers. Um, that's, t- thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Well, here's the thing. I agree with all of that, and it's a thing where, as always in this country, we underappreciate teachers in that way. We underpay you. It's like a whole thing that everybody, I think, is pretty aware of, in which you are not only having to teach, like, a specific subject, but you're also a social worker. You're also a therapist. You're also, you know, all these kinds of different things that you have to be equipped with. And so much of it, like every year now when school starts, I get hit, like I'll jump on Facebook and it's like, help fund my classroom. And you're like, damn, why you do need all, like, I get it. You need all this stuff. But like, why, why? are you yeah. buying it? Like, that's crazy. So or why is the community paying for it and not right. like just the school? I don't like, right. we just need some, we need some support. Sure. Well, join so. us on our other side podcast, Teaching Woes. Teaching Woes. Oh man, what a good podcast name. Sure. What are we, uh, Lord, let's, <laughs> I don't um, have a good segue. What are you going to teach us today? <laughs> well, Karen, here's the thing. Spooky season. It's upon us. It's upon us. Sure. And I'm like Let's, in my final maybe, form. <laughs> sure. We maybe talk about that for a hot second in which oh, man, I um, freaking love you it. love you love, love Halloween. Halloween. I sure. love it. I have okay, like it's coming up, right? This episode comes out on the twenty eighth of September. I already have like every weekend in October, I got some Halloween shit to do. I'm so excited. I have like a party every weekend. I'm hosting one. Like I sure. have my costumes planned, costumes plural. Planned. Sure. I turned to Alan the other day and I was like, here's what we're wearing for these parties. Are you okay with this? And the answer was yes, uh, because he knew that the answer was not going to be no. Sure, where he was like, this is <laughs> a like, trick fine. question. I can only say yes. I mean, here's the thing. When I costume my husband for Halloween, I do not make him wear stupid stuff. Like, sure, your guys' costumes are always cute, I think. He, he has this, like, horrible, like, memory of, like, an ex-girlfriend. She wanted to be a sexy cat, and so he had to be a mouse. And he was like, I look like a <laughs> Freaking idiot! And so I will never do that to him. We always do like draw those whiskers on and little like like, pink nose, stupid pink nose, and like these ears. ears. Like it was so stupid. So I will not (laughs) not be doing that. Um, No, we're we have normal costumes that are like coordinating, and it's fine. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we do our own thing completely, and that's also fine. So sure, um, you're not like in you're not like handcuffed to the, like a couple's costume. Not usually, no. Sure. But like um, this year, I was like, oh, I have this cool thing. I want to do this, this, and this. Okay. So. Well, we listeners, as this progresses, we'll we'll post some pics. Uh, because oh, yeah. I hate this season. <laughs> I think it's real dumb. I don't enjoy it. Uh, it's a big fat no for me. Oh, I love it. Um, the only the only thing that I enjoy about spooky season, I love fall. Fall's great. Fall like, is give great. me that sweater. Sweater crunch rather. a leaf whatever crunch a leaf <laughs> but um I, I don't like halloween i think it's here's the thing it maybe runs in line with my feelings about um 
it maybe runs in line with my feelings about uh, theater, which is it, when you dress up as something, I think it's silly. I think it's like a silly time to <laughs> that's dress why you're up. You're not on pretend. stage ever. Correct. Well, maybe um, that's like why I love it. It's like I'm in my sure, final it, form no, because I'm it's, like, tell you, it's like theater kids most, season. <laughs> yes, most theater people, I feel like, love a Halloween. Love Halloween. Um, I it's a, here it's are a all no, my dream roles as Halloween. Sure, it's a. I find it to be a silly time. The only thing I enjoy about Halloween times is I do love to carve a pumpkin. Oh, yes. Excellent. Uh, and I have small children that I carve pumpkins with. Roast those seeds at the end. Chef's oh, kiss. Sure. I don't know if that happens you ever. Do but oh Well, I'm going to tell you. The last... Them. So my friend's kids um, are, like, adorable. And we've been carving pumpkins for the last couple of years in which they will, like, tell me a pumpkin they want and then we carve it. It's adorable. That's sweet. Always, at one point, one of them, like, takes their pants off. It's cute. <laughs> Um, as we call okay. it the pantsless carving. <laughs> pantsless um, they're carving. young, by the way, listeners. They're not. It's not like a grown man is like mm, gotta take my pants off. Um, <laughs> Thank God. Sure, it's like an adorable little cute child, like a toddler. Is yes, like, these uh, pants where he's, are not doing. Sure, it where he's anymore. just like, I don't want these on. <laughs> I <got them>. um, <laughs> but uh, last year we left because they wanted a pirate ship. Yes, and so we found one and like figured out how to do it. But it was at one point. All the children had left, and it was just me you and my and adult <laughs> friend pirate trying to figure out how to, like, get this pirate ship to work and stay. Oh. And, like, there was no one else in the room but us. And I was like, sure, are we just alone right now? We are. Because the kids got bored suckers. and they left. So, um, but maybe as spooky season goes, I'll post up some pumpkins that I've done. Because I, I find like them to pumpkin. be impressive. I'm impressed by myself. But, yeah. Um, and we'll post some costumes. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's, we're real opposing sides on this a little, but it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's all good. I, yeah. So I have selected some things for spooky season. I have some plans. I think sure. I mentioned it in the last episode, but I got, like, we got some stuff coming plans. up, I think. Yeah. Um, and I've been saving some shows specifically for the season sure. because they are like on brand for what we're doing right now. So today we're going to talk about Little Shop of Horrors. Sure. I love this show. This is a spooky, this is like, has a lot of elements of. In a way where, sure, you take a show, sure, this show is fun. I love this show. I think it's fun because other shows have, like, sort of, like, macabre, like, gruesome kind of feels to it. But this one is, like, weirdly lighthearted about it. Yeah. It's, like, like, like horror comedy. Yeah. So you're just, like, whoa. And then you're, like, but it's, like, adorable. Because there's, like, some tongue-in-cheek kind of stuff where you're, like, sure, people are dying, but also we're laughing about it. (laughs) What's up with that? The one villain character is, like, a spout like a, a domestic abuser yeah but hilarious but hilarious because yeah. he yeah it's a whole thing um so yeah we um it premiered on broadway in like the 80s off broadway, well, off broadway off, 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 yeah off broadway. uh 82 um five years off 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 broadway sorry there's just two offs um, and then it, it ended up on Broadway eventually, but because of the small cast, it is very popular with community theater, et cetera. I will tell you personally my history with this show. Um, when I saw it the first time, I was, I don't know, six and had to leave it intermission because I was too scared. <laughs> so like, that's very sweet. Okay, I was six sure. years old, had okay, to go. Six is sure, terrifying. Six maybe a, this like plant a little is getting too, too big. Yeah. yeah, I was very scared. Um, it was at the community theater, which is now a mile away from my home. It's where I grew up. My parents like had friends in the show. And so they were like, Lauren, you're going to love this. There's singing involved. And mm-hmm. I was like, sure, I'm in. And then I was like, mm, no, nope, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> sure. like, I know this talking plant is absolutely not. And I, to be honest, the reveal after intermission where the plant is, and it's like, again, final form where it's huge. Yep. Uh, terrifying uh it's always sure, it does get scary here's the thing it does get scary and for a six-year-old that's maybe sure. my parents were like mm, 
I, here's the thing. I don't know if I was actually six, but I remember being young and yep. being like, I got, I, this is where my boundary is. This is the limit. I got to go. <laughs> uh, sure, sure, so. sure. I think this is an interesting, this is one of those shows that, uh, like, I don't throw this around very often, but it's a cult classic. Yes. Like, it, it is. is a very, like, the fact that it started off off Broadway and then had a really, like, a five-year run off Broadway yeah. and then would come back and be on Broadway Plus, the film is very well known. The film is. And it's. I love that the film has a different ending. Correct. Which we can talk about yep. when we get to the end. Um, but directed by Frank Oz, which yep. I like, love. Sure. If you guys don't know who Frank Oz is, he had a long history with Jim Henson yeah. and a lot of things like that. But like Yoda. created. Yeah. He's, sure. He's Yoda. <laughs> like any weird voice like yeah. character that you like think is like a puppet. He, like it's Frank Oz. <laughs> he worked with Jim Henson for a long time and then essentially established a very strong career of his own. Yeah. Um, but he's a cool guy. Look into him. Yeah. I love Frank Oz. Uh, anything he does, I think is like amazing. Sure. But uh, yeah, so I saw Little Shop when I was six and then I saw the full version, like the whole thing when I was like in middle school at like one of the colleges in close to my, where I grew up mm-hmm. and they did um, some really interesting things with the show and I ended up actually doing some shows later on with the guy that played Seymour in that production oh. but like we met later on and I was like oh my god I totally saw you I didn't even know and like it was like great um, and I that was like kind of when I was like oh this show is very great very good and I love this very much sure um, and then I music directed it I've auditioned for it twice in sure. my 20s and both times was not cast so that's fine oh um, we're working stuff out it's fine no, no no well i yeah it's like it is what it is so little shop of horrors we're gonna jump into act one absolutely um it starts it's like one of the most iconic openings of a musical i feel like because it's just the urchins and it they is. just sing about the alarm going off well, and i'm like oh it's, it's so good in a way that is like recognizable yes like, you I can feel hear like the first three seconds. That's what I was just like, going to say. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Is that, like, a game we play where it's, like, like... I'm going to tell you. It is a game I already play with Wendy. Oh, my God. Let's do that. That um, sounds, like, so much fun. I'm going to tell you in a way where we have a, we have gone through probably a thousand... So- we did it on a road trip in which that's the game as you hit go on... We have a... Sure. Okay. Tangent. <laughs> we, we have a playlist that's just called Broadway Musicals, and it's probably... It's every Broadway musical that is, like, not... That's like relevant and not so deep that you're like no one will ever yeah we're never gonna get it yeah and then that's the game we play is you hit go and then you just let the song play and whoever yells out the name first gets the point get points Um, sounds great sure we literally did it on the way to Atlanta I think or on the way back maybe Uh, no we're on the way. And it's, I have a little notebook and it's just pages of hash marks because oh we gosh. kept score. That's brilliant. It's, sure. I think right now I'm losing. Oh. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Because I know more, so I know more <laughs> shows than her for sure. But okay. her freaking musical theater brain, once she hears it, oh. just knows it. So yeah. then I'm like, well, okay, hold on a second. So the learning curve is like different where I definitely know more shows, but she like has a better ability to learn. Well, so, when you study music too, correct. I think that's part of it. Like sure. as a music major, like I empathize with that also. So sure. I, I get it. The advantage to me is that there are definitely shows on that list that she doesn't know. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, but you don't know Annie? Whatever. She so know sure. No, she does. <laughs> no, that's what? the thing is she does. Um, it's, I'm going to tell you, it's a real sad time. And actually, before you get too far into it, talking about different versions, it's on Broadway right now. Oh, that's true. Uh, the revive they did the revival. Jerry Jordan. Just close? No. No, they just, someone new just stepped in that oh. is 
medium famous, and I can't think of who it is. But oh, because it was um, um, Skylar Aston for right. a minute. Like sure. she was Jeremy Jordan opened it when it reopened on Broadway recently. Yeah, and then had a little run. Um, but then it was got so mm. I don't know. Anyway, keep Love going. It. Yeah. So anyway, the most iconic opening of an of a show I think ever. Um, they sing about. Uh, Skid Row, and they set the scene, and they, like, I, I just love these three characters, Crystal, Renette, and yep. Chiffon. They uh, are so interesting. They are in everything. They do so oh. much heavy lifting through the so show so um, in a, like, exposition way, which I think is fun. Yeah. Um, And it's, like, a real tight three-part harmony the whole time. The like, whole it's time. beautiful to listen to. It's beautiful harmony. It's And what I like about it is, like, it's really pretty to listen to. Mm-hmm. It sounds challenging. Mm-hmm. It's not that... It's approachable. It's, yeah. like, easy. And I think that's why it's popular with community It just sounds theater, good. Because it sounds good, and it's it's not terrible to sing. It's not, like, friggin' Sondheim. Yeah. Uh, God rest your soul. I don't know. Love, love you, Sondheim. R.I.P. Like, yeah, R.I.P. Sure, God rest your soul. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't die at sea. I don't <laughs> I don't know. Um, He died recently, not in the, like, yolden times. God rest his soul. Whatever. May the spirits. No, I'm just kidding. Whatever. Um... Sure. Did we forget about the opening where it's like the the voiceover where it's like on the twenty first day of September? I mean, we didn't talk Um, about it, but it is pretty But that is another, like, but that's not... Yeah. The they, narration of it all. The narration of it all. That is like the title song is where they come out and they're like, live a show. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. And then they sing about Skid Row with yep. the, with the alarm. Correct. Um, they introduce Seymour Krellborn, who's a young poor man and an orphan living on Skid Row and working on this like plant shop. Audrey is also pretty bra- blonde with fashion sense that leans toward tacky. <laughs> she always is like a this. bleach bottle blonde. Yeah. And then always has like leopard print. And like, yeah, and it's kind of like, like that. I here's the thing: I've always, always seen Audrey played, and maybe we get into this later. Sure. But I, I've always seen Audrey played kind of dumb. Yes, and uh, with not a lot of real understanding or personality. Well, it's always I to me it gets molded on the Ellen Green portrayal, which is which fine. is the like, hi, I'm on like that kind of like, it's dumb like blonde female as a plot device, correct. My thing is, though, I would really like, and I was reading the script for a project I was doing, and I would like, I was reading it thinking, like, gosh, she has some really empathetic moments that if, like, someone that just had some real depth, and I'm sure it has existed, but I've never seen it. Sure, do you know who did it really well? Carrie Butler. That's right. Yeah, she did. Of course she did. Um, Yeah, so I was just thinking, like, man, she's got some really empathetic moments that I would love to see more of. Because people, like, I just think, maybe it's part of the direction of the show, especially local productions. I just want to see Audrey as, like, a real person. Because part of her tacky fashion sense, this is where I was going with this, is it's got to be just, like, a nurtured, like, nurtured sense, right? Right. Like, maybe this is how she grew up, or maybe this is what's available to her. I think it's entirely reflective of, like, Skid Row. Yeah. And, like, that kind of... This is part of the fun of the show is there's a sheen to it that's not polished and, yes. like, shiny. Like, everything is kind of, like, run down a little and, like, a little dilapidated. And, like, well, all the sets that I've like seen are, like, relate to it Because right. it's, like, you know, oh, we've all been, well, a lot of us have been in a place where, like, yeah, we can't afford stuff or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people have felt that way so yeah. um when i saw it at wayne state they um they modernized it or they'd not modernized it they'd localized it so the oh, backdrop was like, like the detroit, detroit oh it was i like that cool. i loved it that's cool it's very um, very interesting sure i've seen this on stage a couple times like a high school and i think a community theater and then maybe i've seen the bootleg with carrie butler what do you unclear. mean we don't we don't support bootlegs maybe, do i have it do i own it maybe. yes you do um 
so anyway, Audrey is tacky. That's where we left off. Um, all of those characters sort of lament their their life in the urban blight in their neighborhood, and they sing Skid Row. Um, we learn that their co-workers at a flower shop owned and operated by the cranky Mr. Mushnick, which sure, is my okay. favorite. Sure. I, I don't know for sure, but I do think that this is the first role my husband ever played. I think his oh, like, okay. theater debut sure, in high school was Mr. Was Mushnick? Mr. Mushnick. Sure. It's an interesting, like, this goes to, this and is he was kind like of 15. the point. <laughs> The, it's a rundown flower shop, so like the windows are dingy and the like. It's yeah. just it looks worn and dated and yeah. yeah. Okay. After an eclipse, uh, which is great, um, Seymour sure. like just finds this plant and it's like a big. They call it a Venus flytrap, but it's like not because it's got like whatever, right? So yep. it's a Venus Venus flytrap, and he's talking about all the things, and they he talks about this whole. Yeah. experience that happens where he's like yeah i was like here and then the lights went out and sure. then i had this plant it, no like, it's very <laughs> it's um, so cute it is very like s- spoken through yeah but like it's a big exposition song it's an exposition yeah. song in which the the doo-wop uh urchins yes. they just are like dadu after every yeah. single it's like great. oh it's great <laughs> it's so good um and then audrey i'm oh, sorry seymour who is secretly in love with audrey names the plant audrey two in her cute. honor which is like so great and i love it cute um the plant however not doing great no. um it's not thriving it looks like it's dying uh seymour's trying his best to take care of it and he's like hey uh i'm literally bending over backwards to try and keep you alive can you please like i named you after my love so sure. can you not sure um and so he accidentally pricks his finger finger on a thorn it draws blood the audrey two is like hello <laughs> Sure, it gets it's real so excited. Good. My fa- I just like every time it's done on stage, it's just so animated and it sure. looks so good. I, I think uh, worth noting is when he finds Audrey 2, it's a small flower. Like it's yeah, like, yeah, it's in, like a, a it's little in a pot. Pod. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's, you know, potted. It's not big. It's man, he can like carry it around stage. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like I like the most of the time when you see the show done, yeah. he's carrying it and it's like a, his, hand his own is hand the, is in the yeah. puppet. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's so nice. Um, so yeah, he, uh, he pricks his finger, and the song is "Grow for Me," which is like such a nice. It's it's a good cabaret song for like, a guy to sing, you yeah. know, which is like fun. Um, so the Audrey two starts to grow. Um, people start from to the notice blood it. from from the blood. <laughs> the blood is is a key factor here, friends. Key factor. Um, it becomes an attraction and starts like generating business for Moshnik, and he's like all happy about that. Um, as the caretaker of the plant, uh, Seymour is all of a sudden like a hero. Like everyone's like, oh my god, Seymour. You're, you work he, here. Like, yeah, he they, like, gets, noticed him. Well, and it's funny because I, at least in the shows that I've seen, there is a little transformation to the shop yeah. where when you first meet it, it is like dingy and run down. And then as it gains like business and like there's more colors, it gets more colors. It gets clean. Like there's there's a little bit of a transformation to it to like allude yeah. to that success. Yeah. So uh, during that process, another exposition I think is uh, "You Never Know" was yeah. the song. Where, I agree. Like, the doo-wop women sing, and then we just call them doo-wop girls because I think that's like culturally what they're called. But sure. I mean, really, they're the urchins. But um, yeah, they sing. I think that's mostly their song. Yep. Um, and Audrey, um, remember her with the tacky. She uh, has a super abusive boyfriend that we don't like. She, like, shows up. Doesn't she show up, like, just with bruises and she's, shit all the like, time? Her arm is in a sling. <laughs> she has, like, a black eye. Oh, and they're yeah. always, she's just like, yeah, everything's fine. I fell yeah. down the stairs again or yeah. whatever. Um, 
And so she's, like, hoping to leave. She, like, wants to leave him. But, like, as you do in abusive relationships, you can't. Um, which, again, is another, like, point that I feel like people don't always communicate when they play Audrey. So, like, sure, come at me. Um, her dream is to live an ideal suburban life with Seymour, which is so sweet. Sure. Complete with a tracked home and frozen dinners and plastic on the furniture. Sure. It's very cute. This whole, like, Somewhere That's Green song is just, like, it's so nice and, um, like, it dreamy. Is, sure. I'm going to tell you, if done right, too, it is... It's it's a song for her to sing, blah, blah, but it's also just, like, it's sad. It's sad? Like, it's a little, because I I want to say when she sings it, it is, like, one of those times where she's, like, in a sling or, like, some some event has happened to her that is, like, greater. She's, like, limping or something. Sure, yeah. like, something like that where she obviously has come out of some kind of altercation and she just sings this song and it's just, you know, um... Sure. This was, by the way, one of the musical Mad Libs that I heard. Uh, oh they God, I'm Carrie sure. Butler sing somewhere they screen. Oh, sure. But um, you know, it's it. a beautiful. It's a beautiful song, but it's sad. It's mm-hmm. really sad where she just is wishing for this different life that she can't have, yeah. or she feels like she can't have. And sure, it's it's it's. Pretty. I think if it's done really well, yeah. like it's a compelling song to listen to. I feel like some people get bored during the song sure. because it's not performed Correct. appropriately. I agree. Um, and I think that uh, that just comes down again to the performance. Really, what I'm doing is critiquing every single Audrey I've ever seen. So, sure. sorry if you've played Audrey and I watched you. Um, meanwhile, the employees at Mushniks are sprucing up the shop because, like, Audrey too is growing mm. up, getting big. People are coming into the shop and like very excited about it, and they sing the song called "Close for Renovation," where they like yeah renovate the shit. Um, Audrey's boyfriend shows up, and this is the first time we get to see him. He's sure Audrey's abusive boyfriend. Yeah, I can't even. He's like such a character. Here's the thing: in a way where he's funny, like he's weirdly the comedic, (sighs) comedic villains. What is that about? Yeah, but he does appear like every show I've ever seen. He appears. He's a sadistic dentist. A sadistic in a leather jacket. In a leather jacket. He wears, he like but then he's got like his dentist smock on, yeah. usually is what I feel like. And he's yeah, he's like cool, but he's still a dentist. Now like, I have know. a question about this. Do you think that this character and I don't know the history of the writing of this show, but do you think this character was like created this way as a dentist because of like little kids are afraid to go to the dentist? Yeah, man. Like- I think I think that's part of it. Well, there's like And I a, to be honest, I don't even like Sure, I was gonna say there is like inherently a fear associated with going to the dentist. Yeah. It's like drills and like, like machinery and all the things in your mouth. Teeth. Yeah. Scary. So I think, I really think that that is like, a part well, of it lends character. itself to be a good villain in <laughs> yeah. that way where you're already just like, whoa. Well, cause like dentists, if they did have malice to them could really fuck your shit up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, they could, like really do some damage. And so like, thank God, like, listen, if you're listening to this and you haven't been in the dentist in a while, first of all, go. Second sure. of all, thank your dentist for not I being just, like a weirdo. Guys, I just went to the dentist because I thought I had something like very wrong. Oh, and yeah. turns out my teeth were just bruised because teeth can bruise. They can a thing. That? I'm going to tell you, I have teeth for a while now. Pretty regular <laughs> dentist goer. Never <laughs> heard of that in my life. They were like, no, I think it's just bruised. And I was like, I'm Whoa. sorry, what is bruised? And they're like, your teeth. I didn't know that that could happen. Sure, man. It's a thing I just recently learned. And guess what? They were right because I, like, took it easy and now they're fine again. Wow. Sure, apparently because there's, I'm like... Shook. I'm going to tangent. There's, like, nerve endings in your teeth, obviously, right? So, okay. like, it's the same thing of, like, if you punch your arm and there's, like, nerves in your arm and your arm bruises, like, it, the nerves yeah. then become more sensitive. And so it's the same thing. Like, if you crunch wrong on, like a seed or like something hard 
it will oh. essentially bruise those nerve endings and then your teeth bruise. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If I'm we have shocked. any people listening that are like a dental hygienist or a dentist and I am wrong, please let me know because then my that means my dentist lied to me and told me some <laughs> bullshit story <laughs> about, uh, about my freaking teeth. Uh, I Yeah. Wow. Sure. It, it, I'm going to tell you, every person I've told, their mind has been blown. Yeah. Now, one person has been like, yeah, I knew that. I have a friend. I have a close friend who's a, is a hygienist. I'll reach out to her and Thank be you. like, is this, a, is this true? Sure. Can Thank this you. happen? Thank you. Um, great. So anyway, he appears, the dentist. He like makes an, an, an entrance. Ama- like, sure. Such a good entrance. He sings the dentist song. Yeah. Um, it's great. He encourages Seymour to take the plant and peace out. Because I think, I, I don't know, do you think at this point he recognizes Seymour as a threat? Or no? Is yeah, like, I think that's hey, part of it. I, no, go. I think that's definitely part of it. Um, because yeah, I mean, I don't, maybe he, I feel like in productions that I've seen, he has recognized that Seymour has feelings for Audrey like, immediately and is like, uh, hey, well, what if you left? <laughs> sure, in a way where before when he's just like a hapless flower rundown flower store clerk, yeah, not a big deal. But now, now well, and we already have established previously that that Seymour's like a hero and like he's getting all this press and stuff. There's like a whole thing with like newspaper people. So, um, yeah, I think that's it for sure. Yeah, um, realizing that the store is making money now and uh, is mostly dependent on Seymour's plant, Mushnik rolls in and is like, "Hey, hey." Do you want to be my kid? I, even though you're a grown-up, sure. I'd like to adopt you. Well, <laughs> the important piece oh. to note on this is, like, Mushnik is not a good person. Nope. So he's not offering to adopt Seymour out of, like, the kindness of his heart. It is, he Ugh. understands his success is based on the plant, and the plant's success is based on Seymour. So how do I keep these things together so that I continue to be rich? Well, yeah, and he very clearly spells it out before he starts to Correct. sing the song, which is, like, a very funny, like, sort of yeah. moment where he's, like, putting the pieces together, and he's like, God, I gotta keep making money. So, like, hey, be my son! Yeah. Uh, and it's a, a very cute little, like... Jewish inspired song yep. uh, where they sing and as a grown up it just it's so sad because Seymour is like an orphan and all he's ever wanted is a well, family and like and to they, take advantage of that is like what the fuck Mushnik? sure and it's they set him up to be this kind of like hapless character where he's like you uh, like he just you know where he's like oh gee Mr. Mush like it's mm-hmm. a lot of that and so it is like here's the thing in a way where potentially the telling we are doing right now does not seem hilarious. It's a really funny show, but it is about like down and out people who are just like in the most sad. Yeah. Like situations. Like Audrey is a likable character, but she's in this abusive relationship. Yeah. Seymour is a likable character, but he's got the spine of a jellyfish. Like, yeah, it's, it's the two heroes that we like want to root for are ultimately like kind of like weak and sad. Yeah. And so I don't know, that plays into it. But this this is, you know, Mushnik trying to take advantage of that and sad. I don't know, it's not great. Yeah. And like the audience can see through it very clearly, but Seymour's just like, Yes, I want a family. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love that for us. That's fine. Uh, and the song is Mushnik and Son. Uh Seymour's like, Yes, absolutely, even though you treat me like garbage, that's fine. Um <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> And then Seymour starts to run out of blood to feed the plant. Because, like, he's, like, anemic now. Sure. <laughs> he, like, keeps giving well, his blood away. Well, that's correct. Uh, so that's fine. Uh, the Audrey 2 starts to speak. And when he starts to speak, it's, like, my favorite yeah. moment in this show. Because, yeah. like, Seymour's reactions are always like, whoa, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> what the well, fuck? Because it's, like, feed me. Like, it's just very It's, like, very, like, we can tell. Like, yeah. Mm. And then it gets yeah, yes. Like, well, sure. The ones I've seen that have been good, the plant is very funny in this scene because oh, it's like, so oh, help me. Like, it's yeah. like very funny. Well, my favorite is, and this and this is Come the song, on. it's like, feed me slash yeah. get it. 
Um, my favorite is when he goes, does this look inanimate to you, punk? Yeah. And I watched this version online where, like, the person who is either, like, the puppet or maybe the vocalist or both is, like, has their hands inside the mouth of it. Yeah. And what happens then is he goes, does this look inanimate to you, punk? And his legs in, like, green fabric and, like, light leaves and stuff just, like, pop out. And now he's sitting, like, <laughs> like yes. it's so funny. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, this timing is excellent. Uh, so they have this whole conversation where he's like, hey, go find me someone to eat, you weirdo. And Seymour's like, okay. So he goes. Well, he promises to make Seymour's dreams come true. He does. That's which true. is he like, offers a lot it's of like stuff. the thing where he's like, if you do this, feed me, I'll do this for you. And like, it's, that's oh, the whole song. And like the very poignant moment where like Audrey and the dentist come back. Correct. And he's like, what if you wanted to date her? I could make yeah. that happen. Yeah. He, and she, he he's like, yes, him. I'm in. <laughs> well, I'm like, just another example of someone like taking advantage of Seymour in that way. Yeah. He's like, come on, man, I can help you. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's well, fun. and then they, they agree that like Oren's got to go. So right. he goes to like kill the dentist. Um, I, side note, when I music directed this at a local high school, yep. we had a good cast, like done and ready to go. Yep. We had a kid play the plant. We had a kid play the dentist. We had everyone was where they needed to be. We had an excellent freshman play Audrey. Like, it was wonderful. Sure. Uh, either the plant or the dentist dropped. Oh. So what we had to do was the kid that voiced the plant also played the dentist. And let me tell oh. you, watching that, like, kerfuffle, like, just this sure. scene was like, Oh crap! This is so good, and this that this scene was the only time where it was really difficult because, sure. like, well, it's the only time they really appear in this kind of together. Yeah, yeah, where they talk at the same time. So, right. like, he came on stage, he's like kicking Audrey around, and then goes back immediately on a handheld mic, changes his voice, amazing, and is like no, 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 Seymour, and then comes back and is like, "That's what I thought. Get out of here!" And then is back backstage, like singing the plant. And I was like, "This is like excellent amazing. work. Sure, this kid, good for this kid. Like, honestly, he was so good. Connor, if you're listening, you're not, but like, great job." Also, he did not go into any theater, and I was really disappointed in oh. it. I know. I was like, what are your plans after high school? Because he was a senior, and I was sure, like, what are like, you doing? I'm and he be was an like, accountant. no, he was like, military. And I was oh, like, oh, damn. Fine, fine, I guess. Okay. But like, you sh- can you do military theater? I don't know. <laughs> it's not a thing that exists, but like, wouldn't that be great? Sure. Yeah. Ooh, that's I'm disappointed because he was, okay. it was like, excellent. Well, excellent. Connor, if you're listening, we're disappointed in you. Yeah. You've really let us down, Connor. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so Seymour makes an appointment to go see Oren, and he's like, I need teeth cleaning or whatever, and he's like, gonna kill him. However, he's Seymour, (laughs) so he gets in there, and he's like, yeah, I'm Seymour, and he's got a, like, gun that's, like, shaking, and Oren is uh, not paying attention that much. He's, like, getting high on nitrous oxide, which, again... Is it, like, another funny scene? It's just a very funny scene. Yeah. And, like... It, another thing that people think about when they think about the dentist is, like, getting high on this, like, gas. Well, it's a laughing gas, and, like... Oh, my sure. God. And then, well, in a way where dentists have maybe gotten a bad rap by, be, rightly so, but, like, where they, like, put you under and you don't know what's happening to you, you and, know. like, ugh. Sure. Anyway. Valid. Um, and so the gas mask gets, like, stuck on his head somehow, um, and he ends up suffocating while asking Seymour to save him, which, like... This it's just the dark comedy of the scene. It is thing. very it's dark like, comedy. It's like the peak epitome of dark comedy. Yep. It's so good. I agree. Um and so yeah, and the song is called uh Just the Gas. So Seymour can't he just like sits there and lets him die and like watches him die yep. <laughs> of asphyxiation, which is like, don't do that, guys. It's should weird. try to help someone out. Help help a person out. Um uh, and so then Seymour brings Oren's body back to Audrey too. 
uh, Audrey eats it, and that's the end of Act One. They sing yeah. a finale, and it's and like, great. Uh, the plant. So what's interesting about this show, if you've never seen it, is there are several Audrey twos. Like mm-hmm. the first one is like a little handheld puppet, where like to Lauren's point, it's usually like someone holding it, and then their hand is up in it. Yeah. Um, but it continues as it gets like more and more blood. It continues to grow. Yeah. And what's fun about sort of, I feel like the end of the first act is the plant when it like reappears is huge. Well, like it, it's bigger. The reveal in act two. Is sure. Is big. the best. That's but the like, biggest. but it just, you're like, Oh my God, it's bigger. Especially as it like consumes more people. Yeah. So anyway, that's just, oh, no. anyway. yeah. It like, and it, I've seen it done a lot of different ways. Yep. And like, um, it's, it's just a really interesting sort of creative yeah. challenge to try and solve. Um, Fun, f- fun side note while we're here at intermission. Um, when I saw it at Wayne State, <clears throat> the the ca- the cast member that voiced Audrey 2 was a woman. Ooh, we've talked about this before. We have. Because uh, Audrey 2's voice is traditionally and historically a soulful... Um, like baritone. Baritone black. Usually a black singer. Yeah. Um, and this woman was a soulful woman, white woman. Sure. And I loved That's everything fun. she did i sure. was like my 13 year old self was like i want to do that it sure. was so cool i'm not like my voice is not particularly soulful but i can try um <laughs> and <laughs> shut up okay, <laughs> shut up karen right. uh and i just like that has become like a weird dream role that i don't think will ever get realized but like my brother-in-law for example has played audrey too like so many times because she sure. like, literally has he, that voice he has that voice yeah um, yeah and it's very versatile and very good so um but yeah, I I just like loved it so much. Um and then when they came up for curtain call, they were all wearing these adorable jumpsuits and like the the puppeteers all said like Audrey Two body and hers said oh. Audrey Two Soul. And she oh. was wearing like red heels and like it was so cute. And she came sure. out, she's like, Feed me and then she like took a bow and it was so great. Ooh, I, was, I love like, that. She was awesome. Um yeah. well in a way where we talk about we've talked about gender bending and things like that. Yeah. I think this one would be fun because Audrey 2, like, there is no gender about it, really. No, it's a plant. It's a plant. So, it's an alien plant. Plants are supposed to not have gender. Sure. So, so I, but the idea of, like, a soulful woman, yeah. like, doing some of the belty stuff on it, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Well, the, the way the music is written for Audrey 2, it lends itself to um, runs and yes. riffs and, like, yep. Changing the melody a little bit to fit your voice better, yeah. and so I was like, "Well, oh, everything about this is great." Sure, sure, sure. So yeah, it was wonderful, and I loved it. And all I want to do is be Audrey too. I we've talked about it. We're like, I want to be Audrey too. Conduct from the pit, like so. Conduct the pit and sing Audrey too at the same time. Sure. Because uh, Leon's done it a couple times where he's been sitting in the pit and watching the plant move its mouth, so he Ooh. can like line it up. Yeah. So that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Noted. That's a thing I want to do. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Um. Anyway, so Act Two happens. We see the plant. It's freaking enormous it's huge. it is its final form it's like I the expanse of the this episode, no no but no but fine. it's like the expanse of the shop now like where yeah. it used to just take up like a little area now it's like it's it's like, like uh, the leaves and like vines and like roots of it are like everywhere yeah if people do it like usually people do it where like the yeah the vines cover like the walls yeah. and the pot is as big as it because people have to get in it at that yep. point um so yeah. sure spoiler alert people have, you have to, to be get in, in it, it yeah. um, and get out the other side somehow so uh yeah it's as big as it gets the the shop is like busy and booming and the phones are ringing and seymour and audrey are like trying to field all these calls yeah. and they sing a song called call back in the morning yep. and it's great um audrey tells seymour that she is like feeling a little guilty about 
Orin's disappearance because she wanted it to happen. Sure. And, like, the irony in that is, like, he's like, sure, but it was me. (laughs) Well, she's like, she feels guilty, but he's like, don't. Yeah, don't, because it's my bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then they admit their feelings for each other, which is very sweet. And he's like, I will protect you. I'm big, strong Seymour now. Fine. Sure. Um, okay. And they sing suddenly Seymour. Yep. <laughs> which is, I, it feels like it's an 11 o'clock, but it's, it's a, at the beginning you know what, of that, though? too. It's, a, it's the, like, quintessential romantic lead duet. Yeah. yeah. It's cute. It's nice. Um, before they go anywhere... Seymour oh yeah so they're like getting ready to the they're like planning a date or something right yeah. is that what they're yeah. doing yeah they're like planning a date before they go like Audrey leaves to like go get ready and then um Moshnik rolls in and is like hey let's talk about the dentist's death yeah <laughs> and, and I don't even here's the thing this is the one like contrived bit of this plot how how, how would Moshnik, he know well hello. so it's like built in where the police have started to investigate yeah but like why would it Sure. Why it's the is contrivance. Mushnik making that right. connection? It's the I contrivance, yeah. Um, so Mushnik is like, hey there, um, did you kill Orin? Right. And um, Audrey, too, is like in Seymour's ear being like, hey, listen, if <laughs> sure. you don't get rid of Mushnik, everything will go to shit. Yeah. Which is so effed up. So Audrey, including Audrey, his relationship with her new relationship right. with Audrey. So he well, sings Supper Time. Which sure. So Audrey, too, like plays on his fears which is success and like the woman he loves yeah and it is like that sure this is where i do love the plant because the plant's like hey psst. hey <laughs> you see that shit? you don't want that to happen do you <laughs> like it's very instigator which it's I like love. the devil sitting on your shoulder yes, you know like, like and there is no angel because it's like, live you, know on you, you know what you have to do yeah so yeah yeah so good um oh my god okay great so Audrey sings, uh, Audrey too sings Supper Time, also one of my favorite songs yep. in the show, I think. Um, and Seymour tells Mushnik that he put, this is the best part where he's like, uh, no, 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 I didn't do anything. Or no, they agreed that he's going to go down to the police right. station and like give a statement or something. And then he's like, okay, great. Let's just close up the receipts right quick. Cool. Where are the receipts? And he goes, in the plant. Correct. <laughs> Which is like, why would you put them in there? Sure. <laughs> Stupid. Um, so he puts them in there. The Mushnik just climbs in the mouth of the plant. Um, which this, Wikipedia says. Sure, it's a gaping mall. <laughs> what in the world? What the fuck? Sure, that's descriptive. That's Why would it not so just say funny. the plant's open mouth? It says the plant's gaping maw, which is like accurate, but also a real old timey oh way to say it. This plant's gaping maw. Um, and screams as he is devoured. Great. So now Seymour runs the shop. So he got a promotion by killing his well, boss. Well, he like great. gained ownership, even though friends is not how that works. But anyway. Well, but if he was the next of kin, because sure. now oh, he he's got adopted. son, you know, because sure. yeah. he adopted him. Maybe that's how that works. Maybe that's, I, mean, I don't know. Sure. So uh, there's reporters and, like, salespeople and, like, lawyers and agents and stuff. They, like, roll up in and um, they're, like, promising him all this cool stuff. And Seymour realizes that uh audrey too is about to strike again he's like oh no 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 i'm i'm gonna get this is i can't do this anymore because like morally it's bad and the song is the meek shall inherit and one of the things i like about this song is this is where the ensemble gets to shine correct because all these people that come in sometimes are played like a lot of them they're double cast played by the same two actors or whatever and like it's really a fun time for the ensemble to be like great and now i play this character and here's my funny voice and then here's my other funny voice and i've put a new hat on Um, (laughs) it's it's great and mrs lewis always played by a man which i love Sure, it's a funny time because this point in the show Seymour realizes, like, it's off the rails. Yeah. Like... It's out of control. The plant (laughs) is not just, like, the two... Because in some ways, you, like... He can justify the two that died because they were 
like problematic to him. Yeah. But now he realizes the plant just wants to keep killing people. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, that's bad. But also does nothing. Like, doesn't do anything to be like, stop. So, yeah. anyway. Well, in his, like, I think that's a flaw in his character, Correct. right? Because well, he, he can't stand up to anything. Have yeah. a spine. Yep. As you do. So, they sing the, the meek shall inherit. Seymour works on his speech for a lecture tour. Um, and Audrey, too, is back and is like, hey, still hungry. Feed me. Uh, would, yeah. you, would you mind giving me some more blood? Um, and Seymour is, like, threatening to, like, kill it. And he's like, absolutely not. Audrey shows up and is like, hey, where is Moshnik? <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, where's the boss of this operation? Sure. Like, what's happening? Uh, and he says that he's visiting his sick sister. Um, Seymour says, Audrey, uh, Seymour learns that Audrey would still love him without all of the fame and stuff. And then is like, you know what? Great. Because this plant gotta go. Right. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, it's that thing where we learn in this way she is like a a good person where she's like, I don't just love you because you're famous or you're rich. I just love you. Yeah. It's very sweet. Well, and like, the, I love that the setup in the first act where she's like, before the plant even becomes relevant to the yeah, story. Yeah, she likes him. She's like, I just want to like have a little house. Yep. With she wants TV very more. little. That's all I want. Yep. Yeah. With a TV dinner or something. Um, And so... He's like, great. We've scheduled a Life magazine interview at the shop. Uh, he's rambling a lot. Audrey's a little confused by it. And then he's like, just go home. <laughs> so she leaves. Well, he's having a real, like, crisis of conscience in which oh, yeah. he, like, doesn't know what to do. So the ramblings become him just being like, oh, can I do that? Like, and she's just like, what's happening to you? Why are you like this? <laughs> Why are you being so weird? Exactly. Um, That night... Audrey can't sleep because uh, she's like, Seymour was weird today, right? Sure. <laughs> like, what's up with that? So she's like, oh he God. lives at this so, shop. So I'm sorry. I read ahead. It says Gaping Mall again. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Is that the name of this episode? I don't know. Maybe. Gaping Mall. Audrey 2's Gaping Mall. Audrey 2's Gaping Mall. Sure. Uh, what in the world? Right. Sorry. I didn't mean to, like, thwart you, but, like, no, what that's, in the world? I'm going to write that down right now so I don't forget it, because that's hilarious. Sure. It's essentially, Audrey, like, feels weird about Seymour and wants to go talk to him. Yeah. So she goes to the flower shop. She shows up, uh, which is, like, does Seymour live there? I guess so. Yeah, I think so. Um, And so she she's there. Um, He's not there. Audrey, too, is like, hey, I really need to... First of all, the first time he talks to anyone other than Seymour... Right. He, I should say they, I guess, because it's a the plant that doesn't have a gender. Yeah. But um, Audrey, too, is like, hello, I am thirsty. And Audrey is like, I'm sorry, what the fuck? <laughs> because, sure. like, you're talking. And immediately is just like, oh, but she's so sweet that she's like, right. yeah, I well, this will is, absolutely help you. This is the, like, brilliance of the plant. Is Usually the person playing it is like... Just the turn of like, oh, I'm thirsty. Help me. Yeah, like you know, yeah. it's like that kind of thing. So yeah. yeah. Well, and Carrie Butler on the recording, she's like, oh, your leaves are so dry, and yeah. it, she just sounds so like genuine and empathetic. You're like, oh Correct. my god, so good. Um, so she's like, there's nothing wrong with this giant talking plant that looks like it could. Definitely, I'm gonna help it. It's got like teeth and stuff, but yeah. fine. Um, so she approaches. She's got some water. She's like, here we go. Open up and. A vine pulls her into the Correct. plant's gaping maw. And the song is Samanex slash Supper Time 2. Um, Seymour shows up and pulls her out. But she is, like, definitely hurt. She's mortally wounded. Mortally wounded, it yeah. says in this description, which is great. My favorite line in this is, like, when she's like, Seymour, when I die, which should be very shortly. Sure. It's <laughs> very cute. Well, in that way that, like, to me, we've talked about this before. Great musical, or, like, great shows are just aware. Yeah. They're aware so of, good. like, 
what's happening and the the, the characters are self-aware yeah. where they're like oh, yeah when i die which will be very soon like yeah. you know it's just very funny next please yep. do this thing so she says um yeah sure when i die which will be very shortly uh please give me the plant because then it can like grow and like it can give you things and then i'll be a part of it and like then we can be together forever which is like very sweet but also audrey what the and also just like gross a little weird (laughs) it's gross um so she dies in his arms he reluctantly like puts her in the plant and is like fine i guess and they sing she sings somewhere that's green reprise which is actually really sweet like i sometimes like cry listening to it sure god like audrey what's her like death scene Seymour uh, falls asleep as Audrey. Oh, I've not seen this before. That's cute. Seymour falls asleep yeah. as Audrey too grows and uh, grows small red flower buds. Yeah. I've never seen that on stage. Maybe it's in sure. The Do we somewhere that's green repress also maybe the closest thing to an eleven o'clock number in the show? Ugh. Kind of because this show doesn't it really doesn't have really one. have it. It's, I think yeah. it's this because it's such a cult classic. Like it's yeah. just got a different structure. Sure, sure. Um, so anyway, uh, the next day, a character named Patrick Martin appears from World Botanical em- Enterprises, which is, like, sure. hilarious to me, um, and has uh, tells Seymour that he wants to take some cuttings and, like, give them to people and, like, distribute it commercially. Uh, shops across America. Uh, across America. Commercially. Seymour is like, oh, my God, this plant is trying to take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. And so that's the whole thing. And so after the people leave, he's like, oh, absolutely not. Uh, I think the line is something like bigger than hula hoops or something like that. Yeah, like it's yeah. bigger than hula hoops. Well, Audrey 2 is everywhere. Um, so he tries to like shoot it and cut it and poison it with like rat poison, but it's too big and too difficult to kill. So Seymour then is like, hey, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to roll in with a machete and kill it from the inside. That doesn't work. He just gets eaten instead. <laughs> right. In a real, like, comedic where you think, oh. oh. Well, because in the, like, regular musical theater, this would be the happy ending, right? Sure. Where he would, like, kill the plan and all would be whatever. Yep. But instead, it is very funny because he does just get He just gets right devoured and yeah. that's fine. And so then, like, the guy from World Botanical Enterprises is looking for him. Plus, the urchins are like, hey, where'd you go? Um, and so then... Patrick, the the guy, is like, just keep taking cuttings, and that's fine. And yep. so they, like, the urchins, like, those three do-up women, they just, like, they play so many different characters, and they're just so interesting. So, um, they take the cuttings, and then this is almost like a an epilogue of sorts. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Where they're, like, following the events, uh, subsequent to the events you have just witnessed. I love it. Um, other plants start, like, showing up everywhere and tricking innocent people into feeding them, uh, for fame and fortune. Audrey 2 becomes bigger than ever, and um, opens with, like, new flowers. Oh, yeah. And so then, like, yes. all the characters that have this died is very funny. <laughs> like, yeah, show yeah, up yeah. as flowers. And they're like, hey, hey, don't feed the plants. <laughs> like, Correct. that's the whole moral of the story. Yep. Don't feed a plant that's trying but to it, give you stuff. I will say, there is something, like, randomly very comedic about people's, like, tiny heads, like, yes. poking like, through a flower. Yeah. I love it. Um, and the, the last line of the synopsis is Audrey 2 slithers toward the audience threateningly. Which is a fun. Amazing. Sure, which is like a fun, oh, like, love practical it. effect. I anyway. love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this, it's like, it's just so freaking funny. Now, I will say, like, when they did this as a movie, um, the the ending where everyone dies was, like, too dark for the movie. Sure. So they were like, hey, let's not. But here's the thing. I don't remember what the, the movie ending actually um, is. Um, so we can find that. But sure. um, some productions now add some music from the movie that I really love. Like, Mean Green Mother from Outer Space is really good. Yep. Um, and I like that, that some people add that one. That's really nice. Um, 
But yeah, it's sure. A- uh, sure. In the, fi- in the sorry, just to go back. In yeah. the film, Mushnik and Audrey survive. Oh. And the plant's carnivorous activities are discovered when its flowers bloom with the faces of its victims, including Seymour, imprinted on them. Um, nice. The musical references this ending in its finale, in which the plant's four victims are seen blooming in the flowers. Mm, um, okay. The change in the ending of the musical contributes to its portrayal of class struggles and moral values, while the film shows Seymour and Audrey escaping to to the dream suburban house. Yeah. Encapsulating the ideas of 1950s American dream. Um, so, yeah. Well, I listened to, like, an interview where, like, when they were trying to, like, adapt it for screen. Right. I think they did the original ending, and test too audiences were like, whoa. It. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's too dark and too scary. Yeah. Because, like, when you see it in person, you see, like, not only, like, the actual actors show up as plants, and it's funny, right. they also come out for a curtain call. So you're yes. like, oh, great, the magic is, like, broken a little bit, and that's a good thing, because, like, it's not scary. When you see it on the screen, it's, like, too much, and it's, sure. it's a little too real for people. So, um, that's... That's that. Yeah. Um, sure. I love this show. I think it's beautiful and fun and um, great. Here's the thing. If you're, you know me, I always love a musical approach first. Mm. And, you know, Mankin and Ashman, for people who are not familiar with Alan Mankin and Howard Ashman, if you're like, don't Dream know team. anything about, like, Broadway. Literally any Disney movie. Disney. <laughs> yeah, Little, really. They did the renaissance of that time. Little yeah. Mermaid, Aladdin, like... So as far as like the music goes, it's so good. It's so, so good. good and so solid that I think even if you're like, whoa, what's this about? You, it, this is like one of those soundtracks that I can put on and listen to from start to finish. I don't skip anything. No. Um, because it's, I mean, the music is that good. Um, yeah. I, I used to jam to it in my car. Like when I first got my driver's license, um, I had like a five disc deal in my car. And sure. Little Shop was definitely like fancy, like right. hung out in there all the time. Fancy, get out! Sure, <laughs> I had a 2000 Dodge Neon. It was great. Sure. What's interesting is this Wikipedia does not have the most recent iteration of it. I guess that is weird. I in the um, uh, yeah. Well, sure. The I guess uh, it does a little bit. It talks about the Scott, the Jeremy Jordan, and Skylar Aston. So it's been up and running for a hot second, but. Um, it's a notable thing because, like, what I, because back on Off-Broadway, but I enjoy the idea that Ellen Green played it Off-Broadway, West End, and the movie. Yeah. So when you think, at least when I think of Audrey, I kind of think of her first. Um, but when you kind of scroll through, when they did it on Broadway, it was Hunter Foster, who's Sutton Foster's brother. Right. Carrie Butler, um, and then, like, some other names that are not necessarily as well known. But Anthony Rapp did it on the tour yes. in 2004. Yeah, he did. And then in the off-Broadway revival in 2019, Jonathan Groff mm-hmm. actually, uh, originated that. And then Christian Borle was the dentist. Oh. He would have been a really good dentist, Oh, I think. man, that's great. Um, that's and then subsequent people to take over jeremy jordan skylar aston um and it's still like i said it's still going right now because i feel like sure he skylar aston just took it over rob mcclure was the one rob mcclure just assumed um seymour on july 12th oh this year yeah yep so and rob mcclure uh was in beetlejuice he was mrs doubtfire yeah he's he has he has an okay resume and whatnot but um yeah, because we, I, this is all, the only reason why I know it's still going. We walked past the theater like 15 times when we were in New York last year. Love it. And I, I would maybe want to go see it, but like, I don't know. I, yeah, it's it's one of those shows that is is definitely fun to go see, but you have to be, 
to me, you have to be kind of in the right mood for it, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Uh, there's a local production that's going on. I think I have a friend that is oh, okay. Audrey Understudy. Oh, I just, sure. I just yeah. saw that. And so she's going to, she's got like four shows of the like 12 that they're doing or something. So we're going to try and go see her and I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. I just want to point out that there's a section in this Wikipedia about the puppets. Oh, and ama- oh yeah. There's amazing. a quote from the script and I just, I'm going to read it because it's so funny. Sure. Audrey too is described as quote, a cross between a Venus flytrap and an avocado. <laughs> and I just think that's so avocado. funny. Sure. Um, here's has, the thing. It, yes. It has huge, nasty looking pod. Oh, it has a huge, nasty looking pod that gains a shark-like aspect when opening and snapping at food. The creature is played by a series of increasingly large puppets. Do you know what it kind of reminds sure, me of? an avocado. Um, in Super Mario Brothers, the things- <laughs> The, like, flowers that come out of the pipes. Absolutely. It's a little like that. In fact, I have seen... Here's the thing. Being a theater kid first, I've seen those, like, depictions of those, like, things and being like, oh, it's Audrey 2? Yeah. No. Great. I'm going to tell you, the (laughs) puppet and the quality of the puppet is, like, That'll make or break the show. Yes, is like, super... Okay. So, without throwing shade, because I've never seen... I've only seen pictures, and so I, like, I don't know if this is, like, correct or not, but I think... There's a production, like, adjacent to me, and they just, they didn't do a, a puppet, but they did, like, girls dressed oh. in, like, oh. greens. Yeah, yeah. I I have heard a couple of times, I did see one production of this done where right. there was a live person on stage oh. in a costume. I'm gonna tell you. I don't love it. No bueno. Yeah, Here's why. I don't love it. Half the comedy genuinely comes from the plant eating people i think yes like that is very funny when you just see someone's like legs go in and like you know it's it's created like almost like a little bit of a slide where they just go in and you you hear like the gulp and the like crunch crunch noise yeah it's very like to me that's very funny and so i don't know how to like explain that to people but it's an it's an important piece of it so like i don't know yeah i yeah, it does take away from the magic of the show if you put, I think if you see the face of the person who sings the plant, sure. that takes away from the Well, the from mystery. the plant, like the, yeah, It I takes agree. away from the scariness of the plant, and it takes away from the mystery of it all. I agree. Um, because facial expressions are important, but when they are taken away, it's creepy and it, yes. in a good way creepy you know yes. so I, I agree yeah i just i don't love it and it's you know if you you use the resources you have and that's fine but i would i would prefer to see a plant puppet sure increasing in size i agree so anyway yeah, uh okay it. well let's so on a scale of zero people's faces in flowers oh, that's where you went with that. and that's fine. six people's faces in flowers what would you give it um, I give it, um, 10 teeth in the plant's mouth. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. I went rogue. Um, it's fine. I love this show. I love everything about it. It's, um, uh, it's great. Ooh, let's do this. Uh, okay. zero, uh, on a scale of, z- you would feed it zero people okay. to feeding it all the people. I, all the people. Okay. Fucking all of them. Like, sure, I, Lauren would... throw the audience in there, like, whatever. They're fine. Um, yeah, I love it. I love this show. It's great and it's fun. Sure. I wish I zero could... survivors. Zero survivors. Um, feed the plants. 
I I wish I could get away with. I wish there was a a junior version. It's not oh, at all possible, but sure, I wish mm-hmm. I could get away with doing it. At my it would school. just be like two songs. It'd be a couple songs. Yeah. Um, they'd have to do some heavy heavy editing, heavy rewrites. Yep. Um, it's approachable for my kids. Like there is nothing that's too difficult for them to sing. Sure. Um, except perhaps maybe some of the urchin stuff would have to be rekeyed. Correct. Like the beginning, like the alarm bit. Sure, it probably. really goes for it. That's kind of hard. Um, P.S., that was one of the callback cuts that I had to sing once when I got auditioned for the show and callback. Because, like, that's, like, the first one of the first things we hear. You got to, like, is it good or is it good? You know? Correct. So that was nice. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I wish I could do it at school. Cannot do it at school. I have, like, really cool ideas about how I could, like, create plants and make that like a whole semester long project of for my to... tech kids. Yeah. You know, like sure. so they're that would homemade be very puppets cool. and things. Yeah. Like I have all these cool ideas that I just can't execute because I don't there isn't it's not available for middle school and I can't do this full show. <laughs> sure. You would have <laughs> to do so much editing. Yeah. It would be crazy. It'd be too much. Um sure, sure, sure. Um okay. Sorry. Uh listen, I think we did it. Uh guys follow us on the old socials uh at downstage left PC Send us an email. Talk to us about it. Give us your thoughts and feelings. You know, all the things. Love it. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Or not. Like, whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. Rate and review. Yeah. Rate and review us. Uh, and, you know, I think I think we did it. I'm going to say exit stage left, uh, pursued by a dentist in a leather jacket. 